Okay, trash heads, get ready. It's another great edition of Turnbuckle Trash. On this edition of The Trash, we're going to go international. We're going to be speaking with that wrestling guy on Instagram. He's Sam from Australia. He'll join us in just a little bit. Zane O'Mac, Zane Peterson, comes in to join in on that interview. Then I'll be talking to Chris Evans on Chris on the Bat, and we'll be playing the WWE Name Change Game a chance for you to win some valuable prizes from some of our sponsors. That's coming up all in this edition of Turnbuckle Trash. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you into pain! We'll turn your faces off! It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Without further ado, allow me to present the newest sensation of the entertainment world, Zane Peterson. Well, he's doing really, really well blocking those punches with his face. Dave Denton. A mindless eating machine. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is Turnbuckle Trash. I'm taking the trash out. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Turnbuckle Trash, and we are going international because we have on Skype with us right now. It is Sam Story, that wrestling guy on Instagram. Hi, Sam. Hey, guys. How we doing? Oh, dude. We're so good. So good. good. I Dear forgot God. to introduce my, my co-host, oh. Zane O'Mac. Tell me. We're going to be playing the WWE name game. Okay, so we're let's you know we're going to dive right into it. Sam, I got to tell you right now, uh, you are the funniest bastard I have ever heard on wrestling in my life. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how did you start doing these videos, and <laughs> and just just give us the give us the rundown real quick. The rundown. The rundown. All right, no problem. Well, look, um, obviously lifelong wrestling fan. Um, being on the other side of the the world, um, we watched it at a very unique time. So, yeah, look, I started watching when I was ten, but yeah, we usually have to, you know, Raw and SmackDown are live on at midday the next day. So it's Tuesday night Raw for me, and um, yeah, Wednesday night SmackDown. So it's it's sometimes it's hard being a an Australian fan of the WWE, but look, it's just been in my blood, mate, for, I don't know, yeah, ever since I was a little kid, and I've always, it's probably the, the thing I know the most about in this world, so I was just sitting there one day, I'm like, look, you've made stupid videos for friends and, and stuff like that all your life, so why not give it a, a crack, as we say down here, give it a crack, um, on Instagram, and look, it's just come all really organically, mate. I haven't had too much. If you go onto my page, it actually says it's just original, random, dumb stuff, and that's what it is. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, it's. I just throw out what I think's funny, and the reason that the, the, <laughs> the, the car video started was because I'm, I'm busy, you know. I'm like, oh, well, I've got to get some content out, so I'll review wrestling in a bit different way, and I'll give my two cents in a bit different way, other than just being boring and monotone. You know, like, I mean, some, some wrestling, not you guys are fantastic. Obviously. <laughs> some podcasts, you know, have got just monotone, boring shit. So I'm like, oops, I just dropped a curse it's word. It's okay, Sorry, dude. Guys. God damn, it only took like five minutes. Wow. <laughs> 
look, I'm sorry. I'm so used to when I get talking about wrestling, the swearing just comes out. So fudge this and fudge that. It just comes out all the time. But yeah, I was like, I thought I put it in my car and I get pretty annoyed in the car um, generally due to, you know, a touch of road rage, a touch of road rage. So I thought I'm fired up. I'll talk about wrestling. And look, the stuff just comes out. I turn the camera on and it just comes off the cuff. It's not like I do 20 takes and that's it. It's just I'll pick a, I'll pick a topic from the night before that I've watched and I'll just let loose on it. So I'm going to do one today um, about Becky Lynch, which might not be popular, but you can wait for that one. But, you know, it just randomly comes out. And some people, it's a bit resonated. It might be the accent. It might be the anger. It might be the swearing, as I just dropped before. Um, it might be... <laughs> It might be a combination of things, but for some reason, yeah, people, yeah, enjoy them as, and you do, which is, which is, you know, I really appreciate that. So the accent helps, I suppose, um, because you think we're like this, uh, you know, these foreign random people that have weird, we have a weird blend of like English, American, South African, all just kind of blended into one. And it's just, here you go. Here's an accent. So that helps. The accent helps. So, um, I noticed on your Instagram, you have quite a following. You have over 3,000 followers from around the world. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the Instagram and stuff for? Yeah, look, I've only been doing it for 15, 15 months. Um, I wish really? I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't been – I'm not a I'm not a follower chaser, some people are. So people have just naturally kind of found me somehow. People from all over the world, which is, which is really fantastic. So I've – yeah, it's it's just been something that I just started one day and said, look, just try and post every day, see what happens, whatever you think's funny, and then people have resonated with that, and it's been it's been really fun, and people have reached out like yourself and yeah, from all over the world, you get some you know, some random 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 fans from like you know India and places like that, so it's been yeah, it's been fun. So you know, Sam, we're we're not adverse to at uh, to uh, people with uh, a little bit of a different type of speech pattern. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, my myself, and we have a guy that does the podcast with us, Chris Evans, and boy, he talks Southern. You know, yeah, he's got yeah, a big yeah, old yeah. Southern accent on him, good old Chris. So I think all Australians sound the same, but I think we don't really have like Southerners and uh, we, people. Maybe are more rough, so maybe you think you've I don't know, you got a crocodile down there, but you kind of like twanging out a little bit. And <laughs> That's right. Like, you know what I mean? You twang it out. Some people kind of actually genuinely talk like that, and you can, you know, it's very hard to, to understand, them, especially when you go bush um, out in the country. But I think, yeah, I when I when I yell and get angry, I think my accent kind of comes out a bit more Aussie like that. I think someone said that I sound like an outback steakhouse. <laughs> Um, you do. That's so awesome. Oh, I love a blooming onion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I've never eaten there. Um, yeah, you're not so missing I don't know, much. I know, yeah, I've, I've heard about what it is, and I've seen the commercials, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, get your Aussie barbecue steak or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. they, they ham it up a bit, but I'd, yeah, that, that's fine. If you want to think of me as an, an Outback Steakhouse commercial, that's cool. <laughs> like, whatever. So so, so back to, back to, to professional wrestling. So um, myself, I go back to... The, the Attitude Era, the WCW, you know, the whole Monday Night Wars thing. Dave's a big Memphis guy. Dave's been Dave's been in wrestling, following wrestling for, oh, hell, Dave, what, since 1900? Uh, since about 1894. <laughs> oh, okay. It's been a long time. <laughs> so, so tell us what 
what, what, is, what is one of your first memories of professional wrestling, and why did you decide one day that, hey, I think I'll be a wrestling fan? Yeah, look, um, I, I think we're old enough to remember VHSs. Some people I talk to are like, what the hell? See, I didn't say the F word then. What the hell is VHS? <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I remember originally down here, like, uh, Raw was, I think it was even, I know it was taped back in the day, Monday Night Raw, but we even got it later than that. So we were two weeks behind what was aired in America. And my mates used to, we used to get around in, in um, and just swap swap the tapes. So I'd have it on a Tuesday night and I'd have it on a Wednesday night. And we'd swap the Attitude Era, which was, you know, interesting in itself. I, I actually do a a show like way back wrestling when I go back and look at some of the older stuff and, and comment on that in a stupid voice. And um, yeah, it's interesting going back and look at what I grew up with and actually my parents letting me actually watch that. But um, I think the, the one that sticks out and I don't, it's, it's a pretty awesome match. I think I went to the, the video shop um, blockbuster um, and then, yeah, I got WrestleMania um, with Brett and Sean in the Iron Man match. Um, oh. and that one, obviously I'm not, I know it's unpopular. I'm not a big Brett guy. Um, never have been. I think he's quite boring. Um, he's great <laughs> in the ring, but I think his promos are a bit there. Um, uh, but I'm a massive Sean guy. So I really got, um, fascinated with that match. Um, and you know, when Sean came down, zip lining down, um, from the top to the bottom, you know, that kind of hooked me there. And then that was kind of the first thing that I remember sitting down and watching that whole match and going, oh yeah, this is pretty pretty bloody cool um and yeah look my mates dropped off and i just kept watching so i'm you know we all started as a group of maybe six of us and none of them watch it anymore and i still do so yeah we're talking with sam's story that wrestling guy uh is on uh, the instagram with that handle and we're also having uh zane omak or as we like to call him dane omak uh, Sam, I was going to ask you, have you ever heard of some of the old-time Australian wrestlers like the the Fabulous Kangaroos? <laughs> Is that a real? Is that a real that's, that's a real tag team that started in Australia. Because the reason I know them, because like I said, I'm, a, I'm an old man, but they wrestled a lot in the South as they came in uh, to uh, do a, 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 a tour of the United States. And then we recently had uh, on our podcast – the superstar Bill Dundee, who oh, moved yeah. to Memphis, Tennessee, from Australia, and he's got a big accent. It sounds almost just exactly like you. <laughs> yeah, we all the fabulous same. kangaroos. The fabulous kangaroos. Wow, what was? Yeah, I, I've never heard. Look, I know. Like, I've I've talked to some some people that wrestling. Yeah, in Australia was big. It used to be on prime time TV, um, local. Um, or Australian wrestling organisations used to be on primetime TV. So people my dad's age, um, are, you know, like in their 60s now, so it would have been, I don't know, 70s. They used to have it on every kind of Saturday as you would kind of back in the local kind of independent territorial days. Um, the Territory Days in the States, it was on like that Saturday, but it was, it was primetime. So people have fond memories. And I know that guys used to come out like Andre the Giant and everything like that used to come and do the tours because it was really big because it was on like um, Channel 9 which is one of their biggest channels down here um, and it was really heavily promoted and that's I mean that, that's fallen away it's not you know to watch wrestling now it's not we have to it's on um, cable TV as you guys call it over there but yeah so we can't um, yeah the but I do remember 
people talking about it. Like uh, Haystacks Calhoun, is that is that a name that you're familiar with? I think, yeah, 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 big dude. And, and like I remember, like um, we've got a high, like a big immigrant, um, you know, culture in in Melbourne where I'm originally from, and yeah, there were lots of um, of those type wrestlers as well. But yeah, it's. Uh, it was, and I mean, the independent scene now is, is getting bigger, but there was a lull there for quite a while of Australian wrestling where it was barely, you have to you have to go looking for it, I suppose. You mentioned um, the independent scene, and one thing Dave and I, and in on Turnbuckle Trash, we've always tried to talk about is, is, is you know, there's so many other podcasts, there's so many other things, people out there that follow just the WWE, and, and we've always tried to give the local uh, talent time on the show we've always tried to promote the local shows so what are your feelings on some of these smaller promotions and i mean i know that the independents are getting quite uh gaining quite a splash with the internet and with youtube and and streaming things so what are your thoughts on uh like the current state of independence and and things like that yeah, look, you've got, oh, you've got. I mean, you could watch wrestling twenty four seven if you wanted to, with the amount of um, content available out there. Like, yeah, if you, if you don't want to be a WWE fan, you've got your wrestling fix covered for for like many different promotions. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor's been around for quite a while, but you know they just did Madison Square Garden, you know. So it's it's kind of gone to this this level now. Like, you, like with the access as well, you can. You can watch anything all over the world. Like, we can get as many promotions as we want over here, like, just through, you know, streaming and everything like that. So we're, we're, we're spoiled for choice. And, look, the independent wrestling scene has probably ever been more lucrative as well. You know, you're looking at, you know, guys like Joey Ryan, like, doing his um, penis thing. I was going to say another word then. <laughs> doing his penis. Doing, doing yeah, his well, thing. Let's just leave it at thing. <laughs> yeah, that that thing that, that thing. Um, he does that uh, that thing flip, you know, and he's making good money off that, you know. Maybe you know, maybe ten or so years ago, he wouldn't have been making um, that kind of money, but now because of the internet and everything like that, wrestlers are, you know, they, they they don't have to go to WWE if they don't want to. They can perfectly live a, you know, a, a, a great life on that scene, and um, yeah, and, and make some money on the way. And you've got you can just if you're a free kind of agent, you can go and you can have some fantastic matches and there's no way you can see it all but you, you hear these things like i know the i know lucha underground did a 5.6 million rating or something like that tv rating television rating the other day um with the, with the bucks so it's like it's good for business it, it, it's it's fantastic people have a choice you don't have to even like you talked about before growing up in the wcw um the, the monday night wars i grew up with that too but it was still only kind of two big organisations, whereas now it's take your pick. And it'll be interesting to see what AEW do when they finally get on TV and have that weekly um, that weekly TV content, I suppose. So, yeah, look, it's – God, take your pick. Take your pick, whatever style, whatever, you know, big guys, small guys you want, you know, yeah, take your pick. It's, um, it's fantastic. In Australia, you know, we're, we're starting to produce some more – talent that are getting onto the main roster now we've got some people in developmental in nxt as well and some some guys doing stuff on the international stage so i mean we've got the last time we had someone on the main roster was nathan jones i don't know if you remember who nathan jones was but um he came out with the didgeridoo theme and he was the 
the prisoner from Bogo Road or some crap like that. I can't even remember where, but he was kind of just a, a big Australian criminal guy. But now we actually got the talent coming through. With, um, you know, Buddy Murphy's is is from Melbourne. You know where I'm from. So oh, he is so good. He's 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 great. He's fantastic. So uh, hopefully they give him a chance on on SmackDown. But yeah, look, the the scene's great and it's it's great for wrestling fans. So, um, Sam, we gotta talk for a minute about what's going on in the WWE. And I know yeah. that you've been pretty fired up with some of the stuff <laughs> that's been going on oh, currently wow. with with uh, uh, the War Raiders <laughs> and uh, these all these these things that are these strange things that week by week keep changing. Dave, is there anything you'd like to add to that real quick? Well, thank you. The glorious Zane O'Mac. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the War Raiders, the War Machine, uh, the Viking Experience, Andrade has changed his name. Uh, the glorious Robert Rude now. Uh, why don't they just settle and say, okay, let's just use this. I, I don't understand what's going on. Look, uh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> well, I can't swear, can I? You can... Um, no, no, I'm not going to swear. Look, I, there's, it's, it's honestly with the whole War Raiders thing. If you're bringing them up like that, I mean, it, I say so. NXT is still a small audience, but you bring it up to the main roster and you keep budging around with their names. You keep messing up their names. Um, audiences are going to take them seriously straight away. I mean, they look absolutely ridiculous in the Viking stuff anyway. Like, I know, you know, that's just like a, a real kind of a gimmicky, almost kind of throwback thing to, like, those kind of cheesy characters in the in the mid-'90s, you know, those kind of – I don't know. I think, yeah, you, you keep changing – people's names the audience is going to be like oh what are they going to be called this week what are they going to be called this week and then that just takes away from because they're really good they're a really great tag team and this hesitation for this war not to be included like you've got a nxt pay-per-view called war games i'm not sure why you won't you know just keep them with the keep them with the war rate like keep it's fine it's fine but no nah, they're like okay well let's call them the viking experience war machine whatever the hell we want to do like it's just yeah, it it just confuses the audience and I'm like, well, I don't give a I don't give a crap about these guys. They, they don't even know their own name. How am I going to invest in them as characters that don't even you know they keep changing their name? And I, I think they might even actually you know keep changing their name every week to cover up their initial initial stuff up. So just as a kind of a running joke, which is going to put them in a bad situation anyway. Like just to say, oh, okay, these guys can't settle on the name and they've already come in. That first time you go through the curtain out to the main roster is so important. You can lose or you can have an audience just in that moment. And if they've already given them this, then it's a, it's a long way back. Um, but I'm, with the Robert Roode thing, I'm glad that they've given him that uh, porn star mustache. Um, <laughs> it's glorious. I'm thinking about it. Is doing glorious. It, it is glorious. I'm thinking about doing doing one myself and, and changing my name to... Well, you know who he looked like a lot? He looked like uh, the last real man in wrestling, Silas Young. Uh, yeah. And ROH, I, I was going, but that's the same type of wrestling gimmick that Silas is doing. I mm. kind of liked it, but I got a full beard myself. So. Robert Roode, ravishing Robert Roode, ravishing Rick Roode. The, like, the, the similarities there, it's just that he doesn't have long hair, I suppose, with that name. And I don't know. If he starts gyrating his hips in the ring, then we're like, ah, oh, come on, mate. You know, 
you're going a bit close to old um, ravishing Rick there. Like it's 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 very similar to that with the with the mustache, I suppose. But I mean, I'm still going to call him Bobby. He's been Bobby forever. He's been Bobby since TNA. He's been it's, it's Bobby Roode. So it's going to take me a bit to get can't call him to to Robert Roode. But and with uh, good luck to him. Good luck to him. All I can say, look, if it if it goes well, then it goes well. If it doesn't, look, it gives me content to rant about. Uh, this this makes me think of something that we've talked about on the podcast a lot. Okay, so you've got guys like Bobby Roode. Um, you've got guys like Samoa Joe. Uh, AJ Styles I would put in that category, at, at least at first. And, and so much other talent, NXT talent, all these people coming to the WWE main roster that get kind of pushed to the side. Mm. Tell, tell us what you think about that. Um, well, like I said, that initial kind of impact is important. And I think what they did with Ricochet and Alistair Black coming up, um, and also they had Champer and Gargano as well, it was it was a bit random. And I know on that, the the first time that they came out, it was in a like, dead crowd, some, some crappy town somewhere. I can't remember the name, but the, it was, the crowd was dead anyway. And you're introducing him to that audience just randomly without a build, without any kind of packages or anything like that. I think we get caught in this NXT bubble. Everybody watches NXT, but they don't. They don't. The numbers say that they don't watch NXT. So it's really important to make that impact straight away when you're coming up or you can get lost in the, in the shuffle. I mean, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble and now he's just kind of floating around. Um, and I'm, I'm worried about guys such as Gargano and Champa just because of, I know it's you know because of their size, I suppose, and they might get you know lost in that shuffle without. Because you need kind of a strong character if you're if you're a smaller smaller dude. And Champa does have that, but are they going to give him that time to, to to be that on the main roster? I know there's 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 a lot of people up there kind of fighting for those for those spots. And I mean, if you can't get Braun Strowman on TV every week doing something good, then you know what what are the hopes for for the rest? But I think, yeah, the, the call-ups, you know, some have worked really well. So, I mean, if you see, like, a you know, a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's doing great stuff now, but that that took a while to allow them to, to get their characters over. But Kevin Owens came in and beat John Cena. You know what I mean? So that impact from the very start is very, very important. So just with the call-ups, you can't just be calling them up just because it is. And the one I worry about is Velveteen Dream about that call-up because I think they've got something special there. And if you're calling him up, um, he, he can just look like a guy. What to the mate audience, like, well, he just comes out wearing kind of flashy what's actually his character, and then he might get lost. So I'm just worried about that one the most, I would say, getting called up. But Me and Dave always say that the main roster is uh, – the WWE is, is so stacked with yeah. talent. It is stacked. It's 100% stacked. I mean, these guys, it's not just about – getting someone in that looks good and we'll, we'll train them as we go. It's these guys have been working for a very long time and all around the world, different styles. They, you don't really have bad matches anymore from a technical standpoint. Um, you've just like, if you go back and watch that actually era stuff, some of the guys can, can, can barely move. Um, and it's just, some of the matches are horrible and people forget that because there was really good storytelling. But if you're, yeah, at the moment, like the, the you can't fault the match quality in the in-ring talent, but 
you really, it still comes back to you really need, we're characters, it's characters, it's storyline, it's good guys, it's bad guys. It just comes back to that. And if you can get your character still in that larger than life thing, I don't think it's changed in that space. You still have to be larger than life. You still have to be able to go get eyeballs onto that screen. And I think a real basis, a really good sign of that is to get my partner who doesn't really watch it. If she can stop and look at someone on the TV, I think that's when you've got someone. I think that's when you've got someone special to go, oh, geez, hang on. If they can get my attention and I don't even know who they are, what they're doing, just based on their look and how they are presented, then I think you need more emphasis on that than coming up from NXT and giving these five-star matches that go for 35 minutes and rounds of applause and shaking hands and all that kind of stuff is fine. It's good for that, but the characters need to be there also. You're listening to Turnbuckle Trash. We're talking with Sam Story, that wrestling guy on Instagram. Also, you have me, Dave Denton, and the Zane O'Mac experience joining us today. Uh, I was interested in your conversation about how they bring in uh, the the NXT stars and how they package them. I think a perfect example of that is how they brought in the Shield. They had a real oh, yeah. plan for the Shield, and look what happened. And I think that sometimes they just don't have a plan when they bring up someone like a, an EC3 or uh, the, the even the Viking experience or the War Raiders yeah. or whatever they're calling them this week. Uh, there's got to yeah. be a plan. There has to there has to be yeah there has to be long term thinking and EC three is I, I don't know where EC three is he I don't know if he's regretting coming back um, and, and doing that um, they've all EC three does is I don't know he's standing in the background looking at himself in the mirror it's like he's gone now like people are just going to see him as that so you do and the WWE have enough of these agents and creative to be able to focus attention on on these people and. Like, at least give them a shot. At least give them an arc of a storyline. Like, even Apollo Crews, like, like Paul Apollo Crews, one of the great athletes in ring, like, just phenomenal. But they kind of go with him, and then they stop, and then they kind of go with him doing some other stuff, and then they kind of stop. It's that stop-start, like, that's not going to get him in. Like, Mojo Rowley, like, he's, I think he's completely gone now um, for what he's doing. Like, you see him on screen sometimes talking to a mirror, a cracked mirror, and then it's like, well, he goes away for two weeks. It's like, oh, look, there's there's bloody Mojo Rowley again. What's he going to do? He's talking to himself again. Oh, well, are they going to build on that? No, they're just going to, you know, show him randomly. And it's like, well, what, have a plan for someone or don't. It's well, It's pretty simple. Well, my the one that comes to mind for me is is Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I I'm I've been such a big Ziggler fan for you know he is I would rate him right up there with guys like AJ Styles and stuff. He is so good, and every time Dolph Ziggler starts working into his character, starts getting a build, starts you know getting towards the championship. Uh, something higher in the company, bam, he's gone, he's done, and all of a sudden you're like, "What? Wait, wait, where'd Ziggler go? Why? He was just in the main event like two months ago, and now he's..." So I don't. That's just what comes to my mind, Dave. What do you think? Uh, well, I I try not to uh, think too much, Mako Zane, uh, but uh, the 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 plan. I think when you talk about how they bring up some of this talent. I think it really lacks, and I'm going to put the blame on one person, myself. I'm going to put it on Vinnie Mac because he has that creative control. He can change things at the last minute. 
He's got a brilliant mind, but I don't think he goes with the plan and lets it work uh, long enough. Uh, there's even been talk about uh, possibly changing the Bray Wyatt gimmick they just introduced last week. And I like the Bray Wyatt gimmick that they're working on. And I think, Sam, you do too. I saw that Instagram post with the puppet. I thought it was hilarious, by the way. Uh, what do you think about, uh, is it is it going to be Vinnie Mac or somebody else in creative? Well, I'm hearing, you know, it's, it, well, it does. It, it all, the, the buck stops at, uh, at Vinnie Mac. It really does. Um, as much as people say, well, you know, Triple H has got this and this. Well, it, it, it has to go through through him. And people are like, oh, he's out of touch, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's, his track record, I think he knows how to build a star or two. Um, yeah, the, the Bray Wyatt thing, I think someone's saying that the stockholders or the shareholders weren't happy with it. But yeah. I don't know how far to look into that, really. Um, I know Bray tweeted, I don't know, yesterday or today or something about um he said i love shareholders and i love you all and then he had all these hashtags as well so unless that's just come out of nowhere and he's he's running with that look that the bray white thing is is something that we need we need that for a point of difference like you see how many people are talking about it you see the buzz on on, on YouTube and, and Facebook and everything like that about what the hell was this, but I love it. And then, I mean, some people are always going to be like, I'll do my like kind of Mark voice. <laughs> like, oh, he was the eater of worlds and all this kind of, it's just like, well, <laughs> that's, you know, it's like, he, oh my God, he, what happened to the Wyatt family? They'll just book him into the ground again. It's like, oh God, just guys, can you just appreciate something that's a bit unique and not just this cookie cutter promos that come out, you know, just, I thought it was one of the more creative things I've seen in a very long time. And if you go and watch you're like, well, now, now we want to know what's this next vignette going to be next week. What's he going to do now? He's already bought out a chainsaw into a, into, into a playhouse and he's got some creepy old lady. I was going to say another word there in the, in, in the window, creepy old puppets, and, you know, what's what's next for this? And if they pull that away, I'll be really, really disappointed. Yeah, I will be, too. I, I would love them to get Pee Wee Herman to come in and make a guest spot on his show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 do that. Pee Wee, and then um, Bray chases him out with a chainsaw or something like that. That might be funny. It's like, oh, you know, really, really get dark on it. No, maybe not too dark. I was going to say maybe he can start cutting up peewee, but that's not going to fly. And, no, no uh, it's not. That's, not, that's not going to fly at all. No, so no, maybe maybe in a different era no, that would have worked. But yeah, but yeah, it, it does remind me of the peewee and even like Blues Clues and stuff like that. It was kind of, I thought it was really good. We'll have more with Sam, that wrestling guy in Australia, in just a little bit. But right now, it's time for your chance to win some valuable prizes because. The name change game is next. And after that, Chris on the mat. Turnbuckle Trash fans, you can stay in the ring with us by following us on Facebook and clicking that like button on our Facebook page, Turnbuckle Trash. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at Turnbuckle Trash. And in case you got any comments, suggestions, or questions, you can email us at WPFpod at gmail.com. Again, that's WPFpod at gmail.com. Welcome to the show that the entire wrestling universe is talking about. This is the WWE Turnbuckle Trash Name Change Game. And now, here's your host from parts unknown. He is the man that needs no introduction. 
but he wants one anyway. The man that is too hot to handle, too cold to hold, and too fat to be where it's at. Here he is, Chuck Winkmaster. What's up, Chuck? And thank you, Don Pardo, for that underwhelming introduction. On the name change game, our home players will be hearing wrestlers' original ring names. Then we will give them four incredible clues. And after those clues, you'll have five seconds to come up with your answer. And our winners tonight will win fabulous prizes from one of our sponsors. So are you ready to play the WWE Turnbuckle Trash Name Change Game? Here we are. Name number one. Originally known as Flex Calavia. Here are your four name change options. He's now known as Zane Peterson, The Rock, Bo Dallas, or Road Warrior Hawk. And now, your five seconds to write down your answer on the name change game. If you said Zane Peterson, you really need your head examined. But if you said The Rock, yes, you are correct. Yes, WWE great, now movie star Dwayne The Rock Johnson was originally known as Flex Calavia. And are you ready for more of the name change game? Number two. He was originally known as Wyndham Rotunda. But now with the name change game, we know him by... Is it Sir William Regal? Husky Harris? Dave Ditton? Or Bray Wyatt? Here's your five seconds. If you said Sir William Regal, you are incorrect. Well, how about Husky Harris? <laughs> no, that, that's not correct either. If you said Dave Denton, well, he is a big eater, but he's not the eater of worlds. That title belongs to our winner. Yes, the real answer is... Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds, the head of the Wyatt family, and now the star of his very on kids show. So how are you doing so far on the name change game? Here we go with our next name. This is a tag team. They were once known as the War Machine. But what is the name they go by now? Here are your clues. The Viking Raiders, The Boss and Hug Connection, Beer Money, or is it The Fabulous Kangaroos? Here is your five seconds. If you said The Viking Raiders, yes, you are correct. Yes, The War Machine in ROH has had their name changed several times. They went on to become War Raiders in NXT, and then recently on Monday Night Raw, The Viking Experience. That lasted one entire week. Then the WWE changed their name to The Viking Raiders. 
Who knows what it will be next week? You'll have to turn in to Monday Night Raw to find out for yourself. Now on to name number four. Originally known as Bobby Roode. But now on the name change game, who is he? Your four clues include Mustache Mountain, Ajay Salveson, The Beer City Bruiser, or Robert Roode. You now have five seconds. If you thought Bobby Roode became Mustache Mountain, you are incorrect. How about Ajay Salveson? No, it's not the Chocolate Mamba. The Beer City Bruiser? No, he's an ROH. So, ipso facto, Bobby Roode is now known as the Glorious Robert Roode. But he does have that sweet, sweet mustache. Isn't that right? That wrestling guy. But with the Robert Roode thing, I'm glad that they've given him that uh, porn star mustache. And now, our final name for all the marbles and fabulous prizes. The final name for the name change game. Are you ready? His original ring name was Texas Red. Here are your four name game choices. Do we know him as James Christopher Evans? James E. Cornette. Do we know him as The Undertaker? Or is he now Stone Cold Steve Austin? Here is your five seconds. If you answered James Christopher Evans, then you must have ate paint chips as a child. Was it James E. Cornette? Say, did Vince Russo put you up to that? Or did you pick The Undertaker? Yes, it is The Undertaker. So, how did you do? Let's recap. Name number one, Flex Kayavia became known as The Rock. Name number two, which was a salute to his grandfather, Black Jack Wyndham, and his father, Mike Rotunda, is now the lovable man we know as Bray Wyatt. Yes, the Fireflies are happy tonight. The tag team, War Machine, now known as the Viking Raiders. But a disclaimer, it could change any time in the world of the name change game. Bobby Roode went on to become the glorious Robert Roode. Hey, I kind of wish he was still a member of Beer Money myself. Right, that wrestling guy? What, what's the time? It's 10.30. I've already had like five Fosters, so I'm pretty much, <laughs> I'm pretty much out of today. And our final answer, of course, was Texas Red becoming known as the Phenom, the Undertaker. So, how did you do? Did you win? If you got all five correct, here's how you can pick up your valuable prizes from our sponsors. Yes, thank you so much, Chuck. Since we have no sponsors, if you want a prize, reach into your own wallet and go buy yourself something nice. And come back next podcast for another WWE Turnbuckle Trash Name Change Game. It's Chris on the match. Match. <laughs>
I'm 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 lost of words. The original trash head, Chris Evans. If a guy didn't get cracked open, he wasn't really wrestling. Chris, Chris, on the mat. mat. You can make people sit their butts in those seats. Your box office. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. You're changing your depends over to diapers. Well, it's time for another edition of Chris on the Mat. Hi, Christopher Evans. Hey, what's going on? It's a wonderful day here in Winston-Salem, but the, the, the clouds are cloudy and uh, the slot machines are running, but we're having a great time. How's the turnbuckle trash? Oh, we're doing great. If people don't know, Chris is the head of security at a small casino, uh, and uh, that is in what town again? It's in Winston-Salem. I wish I could be in Paris, Tennessee right now for the world's biggest fish fry. Oh, yeah. I got a call from uh, your aunt this morning, my sister, uh, rubbing it in that they were getting ready for the fish fry parade, and I was working my, well, you know what off. So, yeah, Uh the world's biggest fish fry is a great event. It's a real thing. It's in Paris, Tennessee. Well, Christopher Evans. Yep. What's going on? Well, we've had ourselves a little... uh controversial thing with Bray Wyatt, the new Mr. Rogers neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was good because it was something different. And it it, it wasn't like his old character. It was something new, but it was something dark. As soon as you could see those eyes and the way he was talking, you knew it was good for him. But then... Reality kicks in. Yeah. And somebody didn't like it. They so, thought it was too dark and too scary. Really? Why? It's why? It's a story. That's what ticked me off about it. And then the the WWE was thinking about yanking the segment before it had chance to really catch legs. And that would be the biggest mistake of their lives. Yeah, but if they did that, what are they going to do with Bray Wyatt? What would they do? Okay. I mean, they can't. They they just reconstructed him now because if someone gets uh, the snowflake is hurting, um, now you want to pull it? Why? You haven't. He hasn't even had a match yet with this character, <laughs> and now you want to pull? Oh, come on! Yeah, really, really. I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was good the way he was talking, and he had the puppets. And I'm sorry, that one that looks like. Uh, from Saul, that girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, that thing kind of creeped me out, especially the buzzard. Oh, that was. I was, ex- I, I was expecting Pee Wee's Playhouse and have Cherry or something on the side. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was good. Uh, it, it was a different look, and and it was a good segment. I thought it was well done. But some of us on Turnbuckle Trash didn't like it, which is understandable. Well, that was our, our our friend Kelly. He didn't like it, uh, but that that's cool. That, that was fine. I, I respect what Kelly said because, yeah, some of it was, you know, but I liked it. I thought, great, they're bringing him back, and this is going to be a different version of him. I just don't get why I just don't get why people got upset about it. I just don't understand. Well, the big thing was is they kind of made it into like a children's show. But yes. that was the whole thing. It was supposed to be kind of freaky. I mean, there's movies out there that use dolls, Chucky dolls, you know, mm-hmm. and little – these people, they need to, to understand this is just another way of telling a story. And the good guy is going to win in the long run because they always do. I want of it course. to go. I want it to run its course. 
I want to see what Creator can do with it because the way they're setting it up, they could do so many things by bringing in different characters. Can we say Nikki Cross mm -hmm. as part of the show? Can we say maybe Lars Sullivan joining with with Bray Wyatt? I mean, that's some of the rumors that are going on. And oh yeah, I like it. I, it would be a new Wyatt family because Luke Harper wants out of his contract, and they're not letting him do that. Uh -huh. um, I think that Nikki Cross would be really good for it. I mean, she's crazy as all get out. Uh -huh. But uh, no, it, okay, you, you all got upset. Everybody got upset because they could hear children in the background oh. cheering and, and, and laughing and, and then booing. Okay. Well, that's fine. He's a different version of Mr. Rogers. He's a different version of Sesame Street. Okay, I mean, and Lee, Elmo's not going to come out and say, how you doing, kids? He's going to stab Elmo. <laughs> that's what he'll stab Elmo. He'll yeah. cut himself in half with a chainsaw. When we were talking to Sam, that wrestling guy, we were talking about this, and we were talking about when he took the chainsaw out and cut that standee of himself, of Bray Wyatt, uh -huh. said, yeah. wouldn't it be great if they could get Pee Wee Herman to come in? and uh, make a cameo appearance or, or something, and, and Bray takes that chainsaw to him. <laughs> just just a thought. Oh, uh, yeah, I could just see that now. <laughs> Hi, boy. Yeah. Hi, uh -huh. boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the word? What's the secret word of the day? It's, it's... called uh, Husbarna. Yeah. Husbarna. Yeah. What was the name of that, that wizard in the box? Oh, shoot. Um, Oh, the head, uh, yeah. Heine, Heine Ho, or whatever yeah. the heck his name was. Good old Heine, Heine Ho. Yeah, well, he his Heine Ho is going to go ho, 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 yeah. and pull him out. But, yeah, but it was good. I mean, I liked it. Finally, they gave him a new character. But uh, when I read the article that you had put, I, I just rolled my eyes and shook my head and said, okay, I give up. Now, right but, after I put that on Facebook on our Facebook page, it did uh -huh. come out that the WWE had decided not to change the character I think they're going to tweak it a little bit, maybe take away the kids uh, cheering in the background, uh, yeah. maybe having, you know, more adult, you know, moon, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I want them to keep that character. And if they don't, I'm going to be very disappointed because Bray Wyatt could be the freakiest, scariest character on there. And if you put the right other people around him, like they did with the Wyatt family, Oh mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that this could be good. Have him still come out in the cardigan sweater and 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 everything, and and play that up with his oh, you know, like uh, like Eddie Murphy did on Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood on Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. <laughs> you know, yeah, but... here's Eddie Murphy. He's doing uh -huh. his, he's doing his spill on you know parody, and mm -hmm. here's yeah, yeah, he he gets that knock on the door. He says, "Here's how we open the door." In our neighborhood, yeah. What you want? Yeah. Who uh, is? It? Who is it? What you want? Who is it? I got a gun here. Yep. You know. What? You know. What's the difference? There's no difference. Come on. No difference. Yeah. No difference whatsoever. Just a it's story. Just this, well, it's called the PG Air has destroyed professional wrestling. The the thing of it is, is that the PG Air has destroyed wrestling, but some organizations like T uh, like TNA Impact. They push the boundaries more than WWE ever does. What's going to happen with All Elite? That's, uh, I think you and I were just discussing All Elite a few minutes ago. Uh, what was it you were talking about? Sausage, I mean, uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks, Sausage? 
We need a little bacon to go with the sausage. That's right. And and she's got some good shake in her bacon. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. You got that shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she is thinking about sitting out of her contract uh, with the WWE. She's not very happy. She's not getting a push. Uh, that she was upset and wanted to quit right at WrestleMania. That's what she we understand, to, yeah. When they said that she was going to drop the titles to uh, whatever the heck her name the is. The Iconics. The Iconics, yes. But, okay, let, let me think here. You've been a world, you've been a WWE Women's Champion, the first ever tag team champion, and you're a semi-good professional wrestler. Okay, you never main evented at WrestleMania. Is that why you're sucking your thumb and sitting in a corner? Okay. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe it is. It is. Yeah. She's just upset because the man is getting a bigger pers- uh, push, and Charlotte Flair is uh, getting a bigger push, which I'm getting tired of that myself. Oh, me too. So. You know what? If that's what she wants to do, maybe she can become all elite. Uh, all Elite right now is really pushing the envelope Ooh, with the they, WWE. Though? Yeah, they've got their TV deal. They have they officially announced that yet? Yes, I believe that they announced it last Thursday that they are signing with TB or uh, not TBS TNT. TNT. Yeah, they're, they're signing with TNT, and they're getting a Tuesday night to uh, compete with SmackDown. That's just that's only going to be for a while because SmackDown's moving to Fox Sports One, and they're going to be moving to Friday Night in the fall. Give me your honest opinion. Couldn't they compete with SmackDown? Could they? Uh, I think SmackDown's a stronger product than Raw, to be honest with you. But uh, I think they can. Uh, they just got to find another another audience. Unless All Elite really pushes the envelope and does something outrageous. I see them, you know, beating WWE for a little bit. But they've got 24 wrestlers as it is, and they had one that I really didn't expect is Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And I know we're getting off the subject, but why do – I know the gold the gold dust uh, is, is dead, but you're still painting half your face to look like gold dust. Well, that's, you said, that's just marketing, uh, man. I, I like it. I, I think that's uh, that's the way to market it. I liked it, but the, the one he did is a little promo where he's holding his own head and he puts it in a coffin and he pushes it back and says, this character is no more, but yet you're still painting half your face. Okay, that's great, but is Vince going to sue you because you're using part of his his gimmick, the gimmick they came up with? Uh-huh. Because you know Vince, he'll I mean he sued for uh for Diesel and uh Razor Ramon uh-huh. when they went over to WCW. Who knows? But I think it's gonna be good. All Elite, double or nothing, and then the pay-per-views. I think that All Elite is going to be give them a run for their money. And Cody can say, Okay, I've I've finally stuck it to you. It, it's over. But yeah. uh I hope so. Well, I, I hope they do well. Go ahead. I, I can't find anything that's official about uh, uh, the the deal. I, I knew that they were thinking about announcing it in May. So uh, let's kind of backtrack okay. on that till we get official, gotcha. official word. I, I think it's going to happen. But I'm looking on Sportskedia right now, 
and uh-huh. uh, they're talking about uh, what's going on. And uh, the ma- the money man behind uh, All Elite, Tony Khan, uh, says they have a five-year plan uh, for All Elite. And uh, they are saying that the, a- and, uh, a- uh, the All Elite wrestlers won't necessarily be on the road five to six days a week and will work them a lighter schedule, which will help uh, uh, with a uh, healthy balance between work and being able to do TV. So I, I think that's going to be a good deal for the wrestlers who sign with All Elite, and I just hope they can get a really good TV deal. And I think TNT would be a really good deal for them. Yeah, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, WWE wrestlers are on the roads. They hardly get to go home. And, uh, I mean, all, all Elite, all they're trying to do is take business away. They want to show a different side of professional wrestling. But uh, let's see what happens when they get their TV deal going and their first uh, their first TV show. And let's see what the storylines are going to be. Maybe you never know. Vince Russo could pop up and go, look who's writing for us now. Yay. Oh, no, I, yeah. <laughs> you always got to bring up that name. I'm almost getting like uh, uh, James E. Cornette. I mean, every time I hear that name, I want to just lose my lunch. And uh, I, I, I was listening to a podcast with him on it and him telling how he he's the one that created the Montreal screw job. He's yeah. the one that did all this. And it was so funny to listen to uh, that. You bring that up. Have you seen that Viceland show about uh, the dark side of wrestling? Vi- no. Viceland? OK, no. I watched the one that uh, was about the Montreal screw job just the other day. And uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of there's some thought processes that say that Brett was in on it. Razor Ramon, I mean, uh, you know, Scott Hall uh, was uh-huh. one of those that thinks that uh, uh, Brett was part of it. And I, I don't believe that. But at the no. towards the end, they had <laughs> they had Jim Cornette, and uh, they also had uh, Vince Russo on the show. And, uh, of course, you know, they were talking about their budding heads. And Cornette, they were kind of running the credits at the end. He said, I have told my wife, that I am going to live until Vince Russo dies so she can wheel me in my wheelchair and stand me up so I can pee on his His grave. grave. (laughs) Yes. The man, the man is, he is so obsessed with Vince Russo. I mean, go on YouTube, Tom Brooklyn trash heads and look up Jim Cornette and versus Vince Russo. I can promise you it's some of the best work this man has ever done. But please, if you don't like cussing, if you don't like F-bombs, if you don't like any other word, do not watch this man because every word that comes out of his mouth is, wow, I'm surprised I don't have a button. I, You know, I, I call him a creative cusser. Uh, I, I had an old business partner that could that would spout off like that and Words mm-hmm. would come out that I I didn't even know the meaning of, especially when he combined them the way he did, and that's what James E. Cornette does. But he is funny when he does that, because yeah, but he's the yeah. best mind in the business. I think too. so too. I, I I love the fact that he's working with Major League Wrestling. I think he's just doing announcing, but mm-hmm. I would hope that he's uh, kind of throwing a little knowledge their way because I I think he's a brilliant well, mind. At at least all elite, we're going to get back to that. At least all elite did something right okay they hired they hired one man that was perfect for their company uh-huh jim ross yeah that, that they hired will, jim ross that will mean a lot to uh to the wrestling community they'll they'll want to yes. get old, a good old jr 
Uh, did any talk about uh, Jerry joining them at, at commentary? You know what? Jerry's still got another couple of months left on his contract uh, with the WWE. Yeah, it would be really nice to see Jerry in another organization, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing both of them back on commentary. And, uh, yeah, it would be nice, but I'm sure Vince will conv- convince Jerry to, to sign again. Yeah. It all has to he do will. with money. It all has to do with money. Hey, uh, by, by, by the way, we were talking about attendance at WWE events, and I have some figures here from the WWE themselves. Uh, they, uh-huh. they released this, that the, their revenue for the first quarter of uh, 2019 was down from the pri- uh, previous year, and uh, that is a loss of $8.4 million. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's still not bad. Uh, they yeah. they still make a bunch of bucks. Uh, the average attendance for the first quarter was down 11%. The average attendance now is 4,800 for live events. Those are house shows. And I thought it would be more than that, to be honest with you, because uh, Salt Lake City, they'll get 4,000 to 5,000 people showing up. And I thought, wow, this isn't good. But they'll get 4,000, yeah. 5,000 people. So down a little bit. Then merchandise in the quarter number one, uh, merchandise sales also down 11%. And uh, then the merchandise on the WWE shop down 21% in the first quarter of the year. So there, there's just a not a big problem, but a pretty good-sized problem. And what does Vince do? He blames he blames the wrestlers and not the people and not the fans. He, 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 he blames bl- the wrestlers. He blames the talent. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember he, the uh, the Facebook site that uh, I'm on. Uh, I can't remember. There's one of them that's out there, and they, they put the quote up there from Vince that he's blaming the talent, saying they're getting a new creative team and, and a new team to uh, kind of uh, redo the live events to make them more exciting. And he's blaming the talent. I'm going – Vince, the talent is there. I, I, I even put in there, Vince, you're the one that had your universal champion that hardly ever showed up for anything. You're yep. the one that doesn't know how to book Braun Strowman, putting him with a 10-year-old kid and those yep. two goofs from Saturday Night Live. And yep. I said, Vince, you're the one that can't write a storyline where people being called up from NXT that people are excited to see and you just bury them. And I said, mm-hmm. Vince, you're the one that doesn't know how to write for tag teams. Vince, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Vince doesn't particularly like tag team wrestling, but I do. I love tag team wrestling. So Vince has got to step up and say, you know, I'm going to take at least partial blame here or he's losing a little respect in my eyes. Think about it this way. He was, the number one wrestling organization still is the number one wrestling organization in the world. When you think about wrestling, you think WWE, but in the past 10 years, their attendance is going down. The wrestlers are going down injured all the time. They're doing all these part timers and they're putting the belts on people that make no sense whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I, Vince has lost Vince has lost his way, and if he doesn't hurry up and, and, and do what he's supposed to do, um, there could be a way where it says bye-bye WWE and hello all elite. Yeah, that could happen. You talked about injuries. Jeff Hardy, uh-huh. one of the, ta- injured the tag again. he injured again. He's got a knee injury. Daniel yep. Bryant might be through. Uh, he hasn't been on TV. He's hardly been mentioned on SmackDown. He was supposed to be 
on Tuesday night against uh, Randy Orton. He wasn't even in attendance. Uh, there's thought that he got a concussion during WrestleMania in that mm-hmm. spot where uh, Kofi Kingston was booting his head, you know, yep. on the ground. Uh, ground. And uh, then uh, there's also word that uh, an NXT referee uh, last night took a bump. Uh, his name is Tom Caster. He took oh, he a took bump. More than a bump. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got he got smashed between Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze and actually broke his neck. Uh, broke his neck. Broke his his leg in the match and still counted the one, two, three. So a lot of injuries. Yeah, they have a. They've got a picture of the referee's ankle, Ooh. and uh, that the ankle had snapped in two. And he still did the one, two, three. I bet you Vince or Triple H is probably in the earphone going, don't worry about that. You got health insurance. Count, <laughs> count the fall. We, we missed one person that's injured. Nia, Nia Jax. Jax. Nia Jax, yes. She's had uh, knee surgery double this knee, week. Yep, double, double knee surgery. Yeah. So that's another one that's out. Yeah. So I think it has to do with rest, being able to let your mm-hmm. body heal. I think we've talked about this yeah. quite a bit. Uh, but still, when you start thinking about how much road travel and, and traveling on the road is a bear, it will exhaust you. And uh, then you've got the bumps in the ring and they're doing more dangerous things all the time. And yep. Your body just breaks down. You need some rest. And, and Vince wants them on the road, what, 350 days out of the year or something like that. Yeah, hardly any vacation time, hardly any um uh, family time or nothing like that. That's, I mean, yeah, but professional wrestling has been like that ever since. But back in the day in the 80s, from what I understand, they had like two weeks off or a week off or something yeah. like that. But now Vince works them until they can't do no more or they're so injured or they're, or they just want to be a part-timer. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take you back in time to the okay, beginning of the Monday night wars. Yes. What was one of the main reasons that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall jump ship. Besides the money. I mean, they paid him a lot of money. Kevin Nash said at that time that he got more time off to be with his family and mm-hmm. to let his body heal. Yep. Amazing. And that's, Amazing. I think that if, if all elite can keep it together and keep it to where – they are platooning their wrestlers a little bit. Give them a little bit more rest. Uh, that is a time when they're going to start really getting some of the big talent in. And they have a talent pool right now that's really good. I like the talent they're getting. Well, I like the talent that they're getting. And, I mean, they've got a, a, a surge of people, Chris Jericho, and some of the names we've never heard before. And they've got Cody, and they've got the young, the young Bucks, and they've got – all these other different wrestlers from around the world, and they've got uh, New China that's going to be coming in with them, like New Japan, but it's New China. Huh. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see these different wrestlers, and Ring of Honor is going to probably pair with them. Boy, the rain is coming down now. Yay! Oh, yay! So, <laughs> yeah, and great. I needed, I needed a shower. Oh, um, you're, you're walking right now? Oh, I'm just outside the okay. casino. Um, yeah, but it was, it's not bad. I mean, I like what they've got. Maybe uh, maybe a lunatic will show up. Yeah. You never know. Maybe the lunatic fringe will show up, Dean Ambrose. There's, there's uh, rumors he's been offered six mil. 
for six mil, I'll gladly get thrown around uh, a couple of times and act like I've been, act like I got a, a karate chop across the chest. Uh, Fine, go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! Wow. Uh, but other than that, I hope you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Great. If um, you need to take a break to get inside or something, go ahead. Oh no, 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 we're good. Okay. okay. I got a bunch of people inside too, but I'm, they're okay. I, I know them all. Okay. Uh, but it's good. Uh, it's good. I, I like what the way that they're going with all the leads. But uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, maybe the, the new Monday Night Wars can start back up again. And then maybe the Attitude Era would probably come back. But that's very doubtful. Yeah, well, very doubtful. They'll, they'll do something to make it more a little bit more adult. I think you've already seen the WWE even trying that just a little bit. Hey, by the way, yes, I, I know you're uh-huh. busy, and I don't want you to get soaked. Uh, Concord, North Carolina. How far is that oh, yes. from you? Uh, Concord is about an hour and a half away. Oh boy, to be in Concord this weekend because I, the Crockett Cup is going to be there. Yep. Remember the old Crockett Cup, the tag team, plus the yes. the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis takes on the villain Marty Scurll uh-huh. uh, uh, for the national championship. Willie Mack, Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women's champion, uh, Jazz, the NWA women's champion, Jazz, takes on Allison K. And listen to some of this lineup for the Crockett Cup. The Briscoes from yes. ROH taking on the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, my God. They are still going at it. Well, I still can't understand if it's uh, Ricky. No, it's. Robert that's got that lazy eye. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be able to see a fist coming to him or not, if it's coming from the left or the right. But yeah. uh, the Rock and Roll Express, I, I put that on one of the, 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 the Facebook page on the dream, the, the, the WrestleMania dream card. Yeah. The, the Rock and Roll Express versus, I think it was either uh, the Revival or someone like that. I can't believe those guys are still going at it to this day. And you know what? It would be interesting if, they win the Crockett Cup. It could I happen. think they will. Uh, yes, it could happen. It could happen. But uh, against the Brisk against the Briscoes, yeah, ooh, ooh. that's gonna, <laughs> ooh, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Go ahead. Then, then they're gonna have uh, PCO and uh, Brody King from ROH uh, taking uh-huh. on a New Japan wrestling team that I will just completely destroy their names if I try to pr- pronounce it. Yeah, uh, you'll break your tongue. Yeah. Go ahead. Then Flip Gordon t- with Bandito and this Bandito. Is such fun to watch. Uh, they represent ROH. They're taking on uh, a C- CMLL duo that, once again, I don't want to pronounce because I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Crimson. Uh-huh. You remember Crimson from TNA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still wrestling. He's going to team up with Jax Dane, and they're mm-hmm. going to take on the winner of the wild card battle royal that they're going to have going on. And there's going to be some personal appearances by the Rock and Roll Express. Jim Cornette's Midnight Express is going to be there. And, oh, wow. And uh, Nikita Koloff and Magnum TA. And that's going to be just an hour and a half away from you, Boot. Uh, I might give tr- give it a shot and see if I can get up there and get a, maybe get some interviews with Nikita Koloff in a wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I mean, he can still scare you by that voice. Oh, but yeah. uh, I got I got to see him. I mean, he's not in the best of health in the world. Oh, but sorry uh, to hear that. It, yeah, he's, he's, he's in a wheelchair now. I don't think he can even – he can't even do anything, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see Ricky and Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. I you mean, know, uh, I, 
Uh-huh. And you know, Magnum TA was injured in that car wreck, and that's oh, why yeah. his career ended. So, yeah, Magnum TA was. Oh man, that, that's another name that should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, is Magnums. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to go to Concord. I have to see how much those tickets are. I may, I may just do that. I may go and see some professional wrestling. I haven't seen that in a while. I need to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. Get, get, uh, go by yourself. Get some friends to go with you. Just go have a blast and. It's in yeah, Concord, it'd be nice so, to do. Yeah. Have, yep, got to get a Concord. And next weekend, uh, Zane and I are going to be in Salt Lake City for Devotion Championship Wrestling, an independent promotion that we've had some of the performers on. Uh, we're going to be down there. So it's going to be fun. Well, yeah, I'm going to try to go down to Concord and I'll see if I can get some. I want to see some old-time wrestling and right there and get to see the Rock and Roll Express before they decide to retire. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, cool. that'd be nice to do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Get in Not there and make sure people are, are, are gambling uh, and uh-huh. doing it correctly by having a limit on how much they spend, right? Well, we've already had one guy uh, two days ago drop $4,000 on one machine. So, Ooh, man, And when he, walked, when, yeah, when he walked out, he said, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my wife. <laughs> so. Uh... Chris, we'll be uh, talking to you again a little bit later on, and coming right. up and coming up next on Turnbuckle Trash Part Two of that wrestling guy. Yes, as we go international on Turnbuckle Trash, we go to Australia talking professional wrestling. Next, more trash is on the way on TurnbuckleTrash.net. Oh, he's got him in a subatomic headlock. Ow, that's gotta hurt. Actually, I can tell you from experience, it does hurt. You were wrestling? No, just married. It's time to take out the trash. Uh, well, uh, the Miz of the Turnbuckle Trash World, Zane O'Mac, the best in the world. Uh, Zane, you got a question now? So we kind of, you know, we had the the Attitude Era, we had the the Ruthless Aggression Era, and then kind of the Reality Era, and the rumor on the street is that the WWE is. I mean, we're starting to see a few more things like when uh, Orton ripped out the nose ring and and things like that are seem to be maybe like we're getting a little bit edgier of a product. Um, do, are you are you okay with that? Some people don't are thinking maybe that the PG era is over. Mm. Yeah, look, as long as there's big business involved, I'm not sure how much of that PG era is going to be. I mean, the thing, and I made a video about this, it's like their, um, I think I can say this because they say it on WWE TV, like the bitch quota that they use. <laughs> it's like, um, sometimes it's like, yo, we can, we, they've got a three bitch quota per show or something like that. And, you, know, <laughs> you, can, you can use three bitches scattered across each hour or something like that, you know? So it's like, whoa, oh, she's used up her bitch quota in one promo. You don't have any bitches left for Roman Reigns to say or whatever when he was calling Brock a bitch all that time and like it just seemed to be a battle of the bitches um but yeah it's it's that that kind of stuff they they do it sometimes and then then they'll pull back so it's either go I hate to use this but all in or kind of keep it where it's at because yeah uh, it's from from going back and looking at that older stuff I know I know we're probably not going to see blood Again, which is fair enough. Um, that's fine, even though I miss it. I like it, like when it's uh, it does add drama, and like a good old JR's, you know, 
he's he's still a big advocate for it. Listen to him. He's um yeah, he talks about that blood can just add that extra drama. But I don't think we're gonna see that again. We're definitely not gonna see Brian Panties matches rolling around in custard rings or whatever like that. I mean we're not gonna see a spank my ass match or whatever <laughs> like that. We're not we're not gonna see that stuff anymore. But um I think more yeah, more more realistic, um oh, more more real life kind of storytelling. It's maybe a bit darker. Maybe with the Bray stuff, it, it, it will go down that way. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, the, the PG's been around for quite a while, and I mean, they've, they've obviously still still doing great business. And I think there's rumours that Fox want to have SmackDown a bit more edgier and whatever. Look, I think the core audience is still. I mean, they they still want to hook those kids in, and we remember being kids and stuff like that. We got hooked into the Attitude Era, but. You, I can't imagine because I've got a five-year-old myself. I can't imagine showing him the attitude error now <laughs> in this day and age. I don't know if that, that's going to fly. So we can't go all the way to the attitude area, but something a bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with as long as it's done well and not too, like, just for the, you know, that bitch quote that I mentioned. It's like, oh, she said bitch again. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you're, you're hardcore. <laughs> hey, Sam, I got one question for you. This is completely non-wrestling related. Yeah. Uh, how big is the sandwich spread Vegemite there? Oh, I cannot big. stand that stuff, man. Look, dude, you're probably putting it, um, you're probably not having it the correct way, which is what most people do. Um, okay. yeah, you know how, like when, when, when you breast, when you, when you're getting breastfed as a baby, like we don't actually use mother's milk. We use Vegemite. We are weaned on it. <laughs> when we are from a young age, like it is in our DNA, we bleed Vegemite. Like, that's not a joke either. Like it's everybody in Australia has Vegemite in their cupboard. Um, look, you need to have it with nice butter, melt that butter on the bread, and then spread it on. If you have it straight, it just tastes like absolute. I just had um, it on, on bread. It was yeah. It tasted like uh, something a dog would leave in the front yard here. You know. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like crap, 100%. But you need to, yeah, you need to toast it and then have it with butter and then put it on there, and it's nice. Um, I think, I think, I think Hugh Jackman, who I don't really like, um, <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Jackman went on Jimmy Fallon and, and showed them once how to do it properly. But yeah, he, yeah. So it's you got to do it the right way. It's like, it, of course, it tastes like crap when you just have it straight. Like I think it's just. It's basically just yeast, and I actually don't know what's in it, to be honest. Oh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> pungent. I'll tell you that. It is pungent. When you mention Hugh Jackman, it, it, I, I'm going completely off wrestling here, so yeah, you have to forgive me. I'm an old man. Uh, That's fine. Have you, have you guys ever heard uh, of a show called Viva Laughlin? Yeah, I... The name rings a bell, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it was based – something Hugh Jackman said, they based it on a very popular program in Australia that involved a casino and them singing popular songs and basically singing along with the songs, not not using musicians and recutting the song, but like Hugh Jackman sang along with the Rolling Stones in one of the episodes, one of the worst TV shows ever. Viva Laughlin, you got to uh, – oh, it's it's bad, so – uh, I, oh. When you mentioned that, I just, I just had to say that. So, yeah, look, I mean, Hugh Jackman, you know, he's he's Wolverine, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the greatest showman. Uh, he's, he, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, no, he's, he's, he's kind of he's, he's too much of that kind of that that, that good guy. I'm, I'm still sus on him. Like at least like Russell Crowe has had 
some like indiscretions and beating people up with telephones and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, at least he's got a bit of a, a bit of an edge to him and he's a bit more real. Whereas like Hugh just seems like this, this kind of great bloke that um, can't do anything wrong, which kind of, yeah, it, it, it's, I'm a bit sus on that. I got to tell you, thank you so much for, for coming on and for responding. I never thought in a million years, I was like, I'm going to message this guy because I, co- <laughs> I commented on one of your posts and, and you wrote, you wrote back and it was uh, the, the Asian experience. <laughs> I says, well, I says their their uh, their finisher can be the happy ending, and, <laughs> and you you replied back to me, and I was like, whoa, I was like this yeah. guy's cool, and so I never thought in a million years that that uh, I would have uh, that kind of a uh, that you would message me back, and and I just want to tell you thanks for for your time and thank you for coming on and. You are so funny on in your in your your way back wrestling and your 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 car videos and your memes. Mm. Uh, you're like a professional wrestling genius, and <laughs> uh, and so lots of compliments to you there. And yeah. um, unfortunately, uh, Joe Ingles and the Jazz didn't do as good as we thought. Uh, yeah, but Joe. Sorry, sorry, God. Could you, Joey couldn't get you over the line. No, he didn't. They lost <laughs> last night. I'm still sad. Yeah. Look, I mean, the Jazz. Yeah. Look, you. You had that golden era with um, the mailman and John Stockton, and that that was that was your time. I don't think you've you've done much since, have you? For for twenty no, years. But no, look, I, look. This is the best team we've had in a while. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So I mean, I go for the paces. So. <laughs> we, we got swept by Boston. So, well, you've got a very, very active uh, professional basketball scene in Australia, both men and women. You got some oh. good teams over there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ben Simmons is Australian, so I'm like, I mean, Andrew Bogut as well. He was a number one pick, so we've got some some good basketball stocks. Well, and uh, there's been. Oh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry, man. No, um, no, it's fine. I, I was going to say there's been uh, quite a few. Uh, uh, players from from Dave's hometown of Logan, uh, the Aggies have had quite a few play people go to Australia to play basketball. Yeah, I think uh, Nate Harris went to Australia to play basketball, yeah, and he did. Yeah. and uh, I think Jared Quayle went to Australia. And there's been several people from Logan area. I was talking gone. to Nate about a year ago, and he had a wonderful experience in Australia. He loved it. Yeah, so. where did he, where did he play? You know. I don't know which team he played. Yeah. He played for about uh, eight years, though. Uh, I don't know yeah. if he was ever a big champion or anything like that, but uh, he did play for about eight years. He's been back in the States for about five to ten. So this was a long yeah. time ago Nate played there. So Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of – yeah, we've, we've got our, our national competition, which is, yeah, which is quite strong, and, and people can come over here. And <clears throat> if they're just kind of on that fringe or they were, they were kind of good in college but didn't quite make the uh, – a cut in the NBA, or like you know, they can go to the D League, or they can yeah, they try and go internationally. Um, and then we get a lot of those players come across, so yeah, it's cool for our league too to to have um, Americans over here. But yeah, we we're producing some really good talent at the moment. And by the way, Andrew Bogut, you talked about, went to the University of Utah, and he was yeah. the number one draft pick overall <laughs> in the NBA. Good uh, college basketball and uh, ba- basketball stars come from Australia. And, uh, man, I got to add in, 
I've really enjoyed this. I, I've enjoyed talking to you, Sam. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, look, I appreciate it. You, like, you know, you Americans are all right, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you guys are all right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, thanks. Yeah. You are a bit annoying when you travel, but other than that, you're all right. Yeah, we ask you questions about Barbies, and we ask you questions about Vegemite. And, oh, the, and... The, the stereotypes, mate. It's just um, yeah. it's classically what I get. Like, does, does everyone own their own kangaroo? Does, oh, yeah. um... kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. All that kind of crap. It's, it's, it's pretty... And do you drink Foster's beer, you know, that kind of thing? So I've already had, like, I mean, if, what, what's the time? It's 10.30. I've already had like five fosters so i'm pretty much i'm pretty much out of that that's awesome well well again uh uh so sam is there anything you you would like to add about your instagram or or anything like that before we cut you loose yeah i'll, I'll cut a promo on myself i suppose look um there's the, the page i think is unique in the fact that i don't try and make it like anything else on there um, on instagram some people like like just post pictures of other people's stuff and that's fine and they've got their following but I make a point of having unique content on there and stuff that I think's funny and it's authentic too so it's it's not me being fake it's me kind of in the car I do get angry you know, I turn myself up a little bit jack the volume up and, and try and maybe get yeah uh, a bit too angry sometimes which can you know <laughs> it's good for comedic thing but sometimes the stress levels for me I've got to calm myself down a little bit afterwards but look it's just, it's something that I've tried to make unique and original and all my kind of stuff on there is has been cut by me edited by me and stuff like that so if you want a different experience um than just one thing it's not just memes it's not just videos it's whatever i think of i just kind of put up there and, and hope people and it's resonated with people like yourself and if you want to go on there yeah and have a bit of a yeah, look it's just full of random stuff like i I'm, i've dressed up as a lady at one point you know i'm shaking you know i've done i've done a whole bunch of stuff i've, I've drank out of a shoe at 5 30 in the morning alcohol out of a shoe like you know i've tipped beer on myself it's what whatever i think is going to go I'll, I'll i'll generally do it so yeah if you want to you want to check it out but I, I really appreciate you guys reaching out i'm happy to happy to chat with you um yeah. Oh, great. Well, Sam, thank you. Thank you again. I, I don't know how to thank you enough because we've had a really good time here. And yeah, it's, it's always great. great to it's always great to know that we are not the only wrestling fans in the world. You yeah. know, I think that it's kind of like wrestling reminds me of McDonald's. You know, everybody's like, well, I don't I don't eat at McDonald's. That's disgusting. And it's like McDonald's sells nine billion hamburgers a day. <laughs> who, who the hell? And it's like, oh, I don't. I don't watch wrestling. That's fake. It's like uh, the WWE has more social media followings than like the NFL, the NHL, like every every other professional sport. The WWE kills them in in media content. Yeah. <laughs> so who are the wrestling fans? I know. I know. It's weird. I have to constantly go. You know, it's not just some kind of small timey thing. Like with people who don't watch it, it's not a small thing that's just like you know, happens in a in a small kind of bingo hole, whatever. It's like an international company, multi-billion dollar. Like, it's a proper thing. And they go, <clears throat> so I've been to WrestleMania. Sorry, my voice is going. I went to WrestleMania um, in Dallas. And I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, so, oh, well, what's WrestleMania? I'm like, oh, there's only 100,000 people packing out a stadium for people that are rolling around doing fake stuff, apparently. So, I mean, how big is it? 
how big do you like if that's not if that's not saying how big the scale is of it then like it's not just some small kind of subculture like a, <clears throat> a weird fetish or something like that there's actually all over the world massive amounts of fans and you're right you know we kind of hide a little bit that fact and i'm trying to i don't hide that fact um i try and explain it to people um in a quick way to say that you know <clears throat> this is what i do it's, a, it's essentially television storytelling um and if you're going to jump in halfway through and say this looks ridiculous then it's like me ha- jumping in halfway through a tv series and going oh well this doesn't make any sense at all you know so you got to kind of it's characters, it's stories, it, it builds up. So if you just go in and look at it, you know, a match and go, oh, geez, that looks stupid and turn it off. Well, then and you can do that with anything. You can do that with a movie. If I go through, you're going to see Endgame. If I walked halfway through Endgame and went, oh, God, well, what, what's happening on board of this change of channel? It's like you've got to watch it progress and the characters progress. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud wrestling fan and there's, there are lots of us. And people message me. DM me on Instagram all the time from all over the world. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great culture to be a part of. Well, Sam, before we let you go, I, when you were talking about that, uh, a few years, I think two years ago, I bought a Rusev Day T-shirt. And I yeah. wear it everywhere. But I got an email from the WWE asking me some questions about my purchase. And one of the questions was, do you wear your wrestling merchandise every, you know, in everyday life instead of just at events? And I said, yes, I wouldn't have bought it unless I was willing to wear it. And yeah. I wear it to work at my radio station. People are always saying, what is Rusev Day? But I'm pr- I, I say I am proud to be a professional wrestling fan, and I wouldn't wear it if I wasn't proud of, of the product they put out. Yeah, 100%. I've got, yeah, I go to the gym a little bit. I wear my, yeah, my wife's. I've got some Elias shirts. I think he's well, probably one of the best things they've got going at the moment, um, Elias. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to happy to wear that. It's not just there yeah, for events. I mean, we don't get too many events down here anyway. So it's not like we can – if I buy a T-shirt, I'm wearing it like once a year. If that, Like, yeah, I'm buying it to, to say that, you know, I'm proud to be a wrestling fan. I'm proud to be, be part of this. And, you know, it's – yeah, even though, like, Super Showdown was, was awesome last year um, at, uh, at the cricket ground, the MCG, but um, – yeah, that was that was cool um, to see the Australian, all the the masses of Australian wrestling fans getting together. So, I mean, if you can fill sixty thousand in a in a in a stadium of uh, or in a country that's only got kind of like twenty two million, um, that's it. you're doing you and pretty well. So yeah, I wear my wrestling shirts all the time, mate. It's yeah, it's it's you got to embrace it. You wouldn't hide it because we, I mean, we all we all cop crap from everyone around wrestling anyway. So just roll with it, embrace it, just keep going. Right on. Well, Sam, th- thanks again for coming on, and uh, no, thanks. I hope Thank you have you. a. I guess it's it's day over in Australia <laughs> now, so I sure hope is, you yeah. you have a great day and yeah. and enjoy, and can't wait to watch your next Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, it should be up today, and yeah, so I'm just gonna um, yeah, crack open the uh, crack open the faucets, have a barbie, jump in a kangaroo, and um, yeah, <laughs> and have a little Vegemite on the side. Yeah, okay? why not? Why, yeah, why, why not? not? Why not? <laughs> Yeah. And check out the fabulous kangaroos, by the way, on YouTube. You'll find them. They were a great tag team. I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. They didn't hop. They didn't hop around, did they? Uh, no, they did bring in uh, with boomerangs, and they oh. did. Uh, what's that? Uh, Waltzing Matilda was their entrance. Oh, no. 
Yeah. That's <laughs> I brilliant. remember seeing them. It was, they, they were very entertaining. I really enjoyed them. Waltzing Matilda. Oh, that's a terrible song. Isn't um, it, though? <laughs> oh, Jolly Swagmans and stuff. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, but I can't okay. stand Men at Work. I can't stand that song, Down Under. I'm sorry. Oh. It drives me crazy. I hate it. Well, I don't, I don't like it either. Everywhere well, I... And you're from I there. Think, yeah, I know. It's it's a, it's a shocking song. Um, look, I I've, I've been in like in I've been to the states a couple of times and I've lived overseas. I've walked in and I'm like, oh, there's a, there's an Aussie here. There's an Aussie here. Play play all that down under. And then just cranking. I'm just sitting there with, like with my head in my bloody hands, just going, guys, like, yes, we we have other bands. It's not just men at work. Like we have <laughs> other music. We do. It's not just men at work. Like on our radio stations, just land down under just plays 24 7 on the loop like we do have other australian bands yeah so. little river band uh who are yeah. going to be in here in utah real close to where i'm at right now and yeah. in, uh in june uh, and i might go over to see them yeah i mean acdc australian obviously yeah um they're quite, they're quite a big band i suppose <laughs> kind of good kind of good yeah yeah they're yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I, I was waiting for the attempted Australian accent. I love, to hear, I love to hear when Americans kind of struggle with it because I haven't heard anyone do a good one yet. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I, I, got, try. I, got, I don't want to get made fun of. I got, I got to try. You know, that's hey, I've been made of. Uh, I'm on the radio every day. People make fun of me every day, so that, yeah. that's that's okay by me. So. Yeah, no, go for it. Try. I want to see. <laughs> what are you waiting for, Dave? Come on. What? Why was that again? You, you just, to let's hear your Australian accent. I can't do an Australian accent. I can just do a Southern accent. You can do an Australian accent. I can do a. I can do. A, I can uh, t- speak Tasmanian. <laughs> are you ready for that? I mean, this is a bad no, joke. No. <laughs> well, that wasn't too bad. Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. You understood every word I said, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Look, that was that was perfect dialect there. That was, yeah. that was some good stuff. Yeah, you, I actually yeah. worked with a lady who was from ta- the the island, and yeah. I did that to her. And I thought she was going to spit out her milk. She laughed so hard. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool place down there. Yeah, yeah that that was a, that was a really bad impression. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Thank kind you. Kind of like a dad joke. I liked it. All right. <laughs> This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that, a flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! So I'm like, what the hell? See, I didn't say the F for them. Uh, since about <laughs> 1894. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. Damn, it only took like five <laughs> minutes. Well, yeah, we all sound the same, mate. It's a beautiful day in our name. <laughs> But with the Robert Roode thing, I'm glad that they've given him that uh, porn star mustache. <laughs> as soon as you could see those eyes and the way he was talking. <laughs> Original, random, dumb stuff. I can, do, I can uh, t- speak Tasmanian. <laughs> Are you ready for that? I mean, this is a bad no, joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
get your Aussie barbecue steak down, it only took like five minutes. Wow. Elmo's not going to come out and say, how you doing, kids? He's going to stab Elmo. Joey Ryan, like, doing his um, penis thing. I was going to say another word then. <laughs> doing penis. Um, now, you want to pull it? I don't know. He's standing in the background looking himself in the mirror. It's... Doing hey, his thing. Back, Let's just leave it at the thing. When, you, when you're getting breastfed as a baby, like, we don't actually use mother's milk. We use Vegemite. This yeah. guy's cool. I'm sorry. That thing kind of creeped me out. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, honey. You Americans are alright, I suppose.